Hi there, guys. Welcome to another episode of I Have an Idea. Today, we're going to be having a discussion with a good friend of mine, uh, Christy Murphy. Christy is a teacher of spiritual growth and sexual enlightenment, and he's somebody who has already appeared on this podcast and has helped me a lot in taking this journey and getting me to where I am today. So I had an idea for an episode, and it was an episode around human relationships, and more specifically, how does owning a business or being an entrepreneur, how does that what are the implications for your personal and intimate relationships? And what I specifically wanted to do was take three very common scenarios where business or entrepreneurial ventures can start to, to perhaps have like a negative or um, can start to be an obstruction in some of your personal or intimate relationships. So, Christy agreed to come on the show with us today and to, you know, unpack these, these uh, items with us. So I think before I throw out scenario number one that I want us to discuss, I just want to hand over to you, Christy. Why don't you give the listeners just a brief introduction as to who you are and how you can help us in understanding the implications for running a business and having personal relationships at the same time. Mm. Well, thank you, Lawrence. It's a great pleasure to be on your show. A great honor and uh, really a privilege of mine to help people with this problem. It's a problem that I see come up a lot with the people I work with. And honestly, every individual person and every individual couple is different, but there are some principles that I've learned from, from studies with various world leading experts about the nature of the dynamics between women and men and how to handle the problems that come up like a loss of sexual passion in the relationship or attraction for other people outside of the relationship. Maybe you're feeling stagnant or you're having a crisis, like a deep personal crisis. Maybe your business is going under. Um, maybe you're, you're not getting the recognition that you feel you deserve from your woman or your partner in the efforts that you're doing. And I really help people kind of locate what's going on behind that, underneath that, and help them solve it. And often that leads to a, a resurgence of energy and direction in the relationship, a huge amount of trust and devotion in both sides, and just generally a like a, a solid, I like to think of a relationship as the, as the ship. It's the ship of your life. You know, you're getting on a boat together, you're, you're, on a journey together, you need that ship in good working order. That's the relationship. And I help people make sure that that ship is, as we say in English, ship shape and Bristol fashion, meaning <laughs> top notch. <laughs> okay, great. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, uh, some of the stuff that I wanted to ask to unpack, you, you touched on there. So I think, and I think these kind of like these crises that people will face as a unit are, just so commonly recurring that mm. uh, I think probably everybody will be able to to see a little bit of themselves uh, in this. And yeah, let's just try um, get straight into it and like give people some good advice, something that mm. they can mm. use and that they can apply. Okay, so I think the first one I wanted to throw out is probably like the most commonly thought of crisis in a relationship mm. when you're with an entrepreneur, and that is going to be the day that I come home 
and I tell my spouse or my wife or, you know, even my close family that the business that I'm running, the way I earn my income and pay our bills has failed. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know where, where the money to pay the rent is going to come from. I Mm -hmm. don't know any of these things Mm -hmm. help me and tell me how do I approach my intimate partner, whether they be my wife or girlfriend or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, how do I approach this intimate part of my, in my life? And what do I even begin to tell them? How do I begin to, to, to manage this situation? Okay. So this is uh, one that, you know, it's, it's for more advanced people, people who've actually taken the plunge. They've had the guts to start a business and they're already, they've already had some level of trust in themselves and the world around them in order to take those kind of risks. So the answer I'm going to give is not, uh, it's not easy. It's not simple, but it comes down to essentially reaffirming yourself in that trust that you've had before that you were able to, that you're going to make it through this, that the particular details of your situation, like the failure is not the end. Yeah. The failure of one particular project of one particular um, direction does not, equate to your value as a human being. Your girlfriend should know that, your wife or your, your family should know that. Now, they might not show that initially because they're human. So you're gonna to have to be ready and prepared for all the resistance that comes with that. People are gonna perceive you fucking up. People are gonna perceive Can you- Can I just so ask you a question? There's something that you had, and I don't wanna break your flow, but you said be prepared for, like, should I be prepared for like a negative reaction? and? if she turns away and slams the door, mm. like, you know, cause like, how should I feel about that? I mean, you know, like, so what, are you saying it's something that I should be able to deal with on the spot? Should I walk away? So just like in the heat of that moment, before we plan out like the next three months, sure. how am I dealing with this? If she, you know, let's say she, she slams the door in my face or goes storms off into the bedroom. Sure. Like- so that, let's say, let's say that that's just happened, right? The door has been slammed in your face. You've just, you've come home and you've said to her, like, first of all, the most important thing is how did you deliver that information? You know, like in my book, from my philosophy, the most important thing for a woman in the relationship and in the intimacy is that she can trust you. Yeah. Mm. That means your darkness. That means your open heart. That means your pain. That means your success. That means your love for her. All of it. You're able to stand free, even if you're in the midst of deep, deep pain. Yeah. That's essentially what I would call your fundamental value as a, as a male, as a human being. And this is what I try to educate guys on is that in the, in the modern world where we're moving, it's not about, I mean, some women are still into like how much money you make and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That definitely is going on on one level, but your fundamental value, like when we get deep down to it, is your presence and consciousness like how free is your ability to be with yourself be with the situation and master it and that doesn't mean like ignore your emotions that doesn't mean uh kick her out because she's a problem that means standing free deep breathing is your belly open are your eyes clear are you looking her in the eye because if you come home to her and you're like yeah the business is dead and you just like you say we're gonna have to deal with it and you walk away from her she's definitely going to slam the door, dude, because that's going to hurt her enormously. How can she trust you if you're not present with her? Whereas what I would say is that you've got, to, you've got to create the structure in which you can deliver that information. That's the first thing. 
you know, take us somewhere, make it a meaningful and significant moment. And you have to be open hearted, even in the midst of that great pain. Like one of the things that guys and girls tend to misconstrue in a relationship is like vulnerability. Yeah. So guy, women often complain like, why won't my man be vulnerable with me? And a man will often be like, well, what, does she, what does she want from me? They don't quite understand. Well, for a man, often a masculine person is, is another way of putting it, your vision of the future or your lack thereof is you being vulnerable. Like if you're talking to her, if, you, if you're saying to your partner, I don't know where we're going to go. I've got no idea what's next. The business is dead. That is you being at your most vulnerable. Yeah, for like, and a lot of guys. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that's 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 so true. That's yeah. So, really, it's about how you handle that vulnerability. You know, like, are you able to give that to her without putting it on her? And she might buck. You know, I mean, she's human. She's human. So she might test you in that moment. She might be like, "What is he? What's the plan? Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to pay the bills?" Like, your the training for you is to stay with whatever she's giving you, whatever the world is giving you, not identify yourself with that particular moment, but not reject it either. Yeah, so I mean, it might sound like very high level, but it's just like, for example, if your girlfriend slams the door on you, can you breathe that in? Can, if you're angry, feel the anger. And if you're upset, feel the upsetness, but not reject her, want to throw her out, not, uh, run away from the moment, just be with them. Maybe you go and open the door and say, look, we need to talk about this. We, we've got to sort this out. So there's a level of like persistence that's required and detachment, but at the same time, embrace in the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much, very much. I mean, and then now we've dealt obviously with this moment of passing, passing on this news, like, mm how do I then continue to, to manage that relationship while this process is unfolding? Because let's say um, I've come home, I've said my business is going to go under. Mm. That's like a process as well. Like, so sure. it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Mm. So, you know, there, there are going to be like a number of milestones where even though I'm over that hill, this can be a three to six month phase. So mm. like, how do I continue to, how do we continue to, to, to sort of like manage that process? Then once I've broken the news, mm. what are the important like considerations that I need to make in saying, managing that type of crisis over the next three to six months before For things sure. start to turn around? For sure. I mean, this is uh, a key, this comes back to a key fundamental thing in relationships that a lot of a lot of us misunderstand and in a typical heterosexual relationship where the woman is generally the feminine agent she's got a lot of feminine energy her and the man has got the masculine energy he might be going after a particular goal both of the partners can do those things but there's the balance is is different you know um so in my book it's the the masculine person's responsibility to make clear that even if you don't know what the future is you're there to take care of it, you know? For, so that might be, some guys think they have to earn loads of money. Well, no, that's not true. You just have to be very accountable and clear in your direction and how, like, so for example, let's talk a little bit, can we get a little bit specific? Yeah, please. So, please. I mean, in, in circumstances where say one business has gone under, like say you, say you own some high street stores and the business has gone under, are you just, 
have you been spunking away the money? Are you denying the problems that you've got? Are you blaming her and losing your temper with her? Like all of these would be deep, deep indicators that you're neglecting your responsibility as a, as a man and a masculine figure. And I think that they will lead to chronic issues with your girlfriend. She might run like she might leave you. Uh, she might, you know, want to sabotage you even more because you're not demonstrating integrity. So the key thing is you demonstrate integrity. You say to her, this is the problem. This is the situation. I'm doing my level best to solve it. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know that I'm going to find a way through this for us. And I'm dedicated to finding my next purpose, my next mission, what that's going to be. We'll see. And she still might box. Like that's part of what she's supposed to do. She's supposed to test you. She's supposed to poke your weaknesses because ultimately she wants you to be as strong and as full as you can be. Now, if you collapse when she does that, if, if she says to you, but what are you going to do tomorrow? Like, how are we going to pay the bills? And you go, I don't know how we're going to, then you've lost, you know, like she can't trust you. Whereas if you stand, you say, I don't know. I don't know but I, I know that we're going to find a way through this, then you've given her everything that you can, you know, you can't, you can't promise her that you're going to, you know, magic money out of a, out of a rabbit's hat. And then it's going to be down to her, whether she can trust that and whether she truly loves what's in you and can stand by that. Because if, if you're an entrepreneur and she's chosen to be with you, she should know where that train is going, you know? That's why one of the most important things in the relationship when you start is you tell her where you're going in the first place, right? I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Well, then she knows where that train's going, right? I'm going to be a writer or an artist. They know where that train's going. That's why women choose certain men, you know, because they, you are a train going somewhere and she wants to get on that train. So I, I hear you talking about this, you know, getting on the train. And I think, um, I guess the, the luxury exists where that was like distinctly communicated. Mm. Um, I wonder how many times though somebody has gotten this type of situation could have occurred where maybe some people didn't have the luxury of knowing they should have set that train. If you see, yeah, for sure. you know, someone got into a relationship with someone, Oh, well, I don't really know how um, my husband in the case of a woman, you know, I didn't really understand. Mm. Mm. Now I'm being confronted with it. Is it too late to, to set that train? Is it, you know, have we, have we missed the station then, if mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm. Or, or, or are we able then to say at that point, okay, you know, can we still set the train is what I'm asking. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I hear you. Well, let's, let's say you've gone into a relationship and, and it wasn't necessarily clear you was going to be an entrepreneur from the get-go, something like that. Like maybe mm. you got together and they were working in a, a successful company or a startup or something. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is one of the more challenging areas where, you know, I'm, although I'm somebody who is very strongly um, believes in a committed monogamy being one of the greatest tools you can have for growth, success, self-discovery, um, and, and happiness. I, there's a difference between having that belief and then like forcing something. So, I mean, I've had guys who've come to me, been in a relationship that was like moderately okay. And then after working through some of their issues and, and getting clear about their next step, they realized that the relationship isn't going to serve either of them, that they both want different things. 
Um, so that kind of comes back to a more fundamental lesson, which is you have to be prepared to change everything in your life, um, including the woman you're with. Um, and that's part of the, the difficulties of life. I mean, nobody gets out of life for free, you know, like life has its challenges and sometimes that means loss. Now the question is, is that true for your specific relationship? that depends on the person, the woman that you're with, and it depends on how you're communicating yourself to her at the time. But even with all the skills that I have, the knowledge that I have, even training people in that, like that, that, that's out of control, you know, that depends mm. on the individual uh, players in the, in the equation. And I'm not someone who can, who tells people, right, if you learn from me, I can make this person love you no matter what, because that's just not, that's not possible. And that's not what I would, choose to do for people you know and i hear you and that actually just brings me to sorry i'm finding this very interesting um so we seem be unpacking this even more when we flip this around though mm -hmm. um and let's say it's the opposite way around let's say the the, the feminine agent yeah. is the one who is the the provider let's mm. say for, for instance yep and the man or the masculine agent as you say is the non-provider mm. like uh, the complete flip of what we were just discussing mm. does that change anything do you do you deal with it differently do 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 men and do women deal with this type of loss differently does a man's ego let's say or perceived perception of an ego mean you advise a man differently and you advise a woman differently like you know give us some insight there for sure for sure but i mean what it comes down to ultimately is not whether they're a man or a woman it's about their sexual essence so i i teach a concept of sexual essences and that's essentially like each man and woman has a balance of masculine and feminine energy in them you know Every human being is different, but generally speaking, generally speaking, so let's say like 80% of guys have a more masculine essence. It shows itself in different ways. It can be that they, they like taking on the challenge of sports. They like the ego death of meditation. It's, it's all about freedom and like success and, and in, a, in a way transcending death. So like me and you, like, you know, like somebody loves a particular computer game. Uh, it's about like, kill or be killed can i get the top score like that's a very masculine endeavor there's some women that really love to do that but it's just not as many whereas in my world my philosophy the feminine is much more interested in love and fullness right so that manifests itself in complete in a completely different sphere of things it's about pleasure it's about like beautiful food or, or incredible artistic endeavor you know it's about spiritual healing and fullness in that way that woman, if she's got that, she can also go and run like a, be a top executive of a, of a Fortune 500 company, but it's just probably not going to drive her core as much. It's probably going to cause quite a bit of stress for her. Do you know where I'm coming from with that? Does that make sense or does that sound like alien? I First mean, of all, know, I wish I was more of an expert on, uh, on, on what women want, but uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can get it. You know, I was just kind of so, so trying to I, understand if we advise, you know, if you, if you would advise differently based on that type of like based on that type of scenario or in business because it's business is it like one size fits all i mean i know it's probably no no so like let's say i mean i had a situation when i first met my my partner where i wasn't earning any money at all i just i just quit a job 
right, for example. And what I'm trying to explain to guys is that you're, a lot of guys are stuck in that old model where it's like, right, I need to, like the, the amount of money that I earn is, is the, the, the primary value that I bring to a woman in a relationship. Not necessarily so. I mean, if you're neglecting your responsibilities, that's a different story. You always have to act with integrity. That's a fundamental basis, I think. But if, you're, if your female partner is earning money in the relationship more so than you, and you are the masculine agent, like you genuinely are the masculine agent, that means you're concerned with direction, you generally want challenge, that's, that's your flow, that's your true essence, then really your ultimate responsibility is the direction and the eventual success of the relationship. So are you taking, although you're not earning all the money, you could be a monk, man. You could, you could, you could <laughs> literally, you could be a bloody monk. There's guys out there that did it, like Gandhi didn't earn a lot of money, you know? He had, we had a, he had a wife, he had women that were absolutely devoted to him because he had a mission, you know, mm. like it's much more about you being responsible and clear, or at least willing to be, to give everything to making clear your mission and direction. So if you don't know your next mission, say one business dies, your, your primary responsibility then is, okay, what's next? I'm going to spend 24 hours a day, however much time you can give to it figuring out my next thing what do i need to give what do i need to do who do i need to become if you're doing that she generally won't complain about money you know if you're taking into account the finances and you sit down with her once a week or whatever and say like look we've got this much coming in you're earning this much we need this much for this this much for that this is where i want us to be in six months five years ten years time she's probably not going to complain about money you know if you're sitting on the couch ordering pizzas in um, and just saying, yeah, yeah, don't worry, I've got a job interview tomorrow. She's going, we can't, we can't afford pizza. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, when are you going to get off your ass? You know, like, there's, those are two very, very different scenarios. You know, it's a very different feeling you're going to create in a woman's body if you're like, fuck, the business is dead. But I know, even if I get depressed, even if I lose everything, I'm going to find out what's next. I'm going to get through this. Even if I need to just be with this right now, that's a completely different feeling into your body to you. Just like going AWOL, uh, you know, visiting gambling clubs and bad friends of yours. You know, you know what I mean? I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that, I mean, I think that's a really good sort of like summation of like talking about that, that intimate relationship. And but what I want to put to you next mm. is now I've dealt with my intimate relationship. I've, dealt with the woman in my life mm. i want to take it next to my circle of friends mm. let's say my circle of friends everybody's always known me as somebody who's always made the right choices somebody who's you know built a successful business on their own somebody mm. that the guys really sort of like look up to and that's mm. kind of the role that i've always felt within my circle of friends yeah for sure now i'm going now i've handled the, the woman in my life and I've sat down with the lads to have a beer mm. and I'm like, guys, I've just lost everything. You know, like that is something that's going to happen. And I'm sure that's an incredibly, that would be an incredibly tough scenario. How, how do I deal with myself in that scenario? What like, I love this question, man. This is, uh, this is very, very close to the heart of what I do. And it's one of the things that I think is most powerful. Like I think if 
there's a few ways to, to unpack this and I'll try and be as succinct as possible. But first of all, I think the primary thing that, that, that I would give in this situation is that the obstacle is the opportunity. It's the way the obstacle is the way basically. So you, you failed, like to say you failed at one business and you don't know what's coming next and all everything that you used to know, everything you used to be is dissolving around you. Like that is in my book, the world, the universe, yourself giving you the opportunity to live a deeper purpose, like to get to take on the next phase of your life, right? You're going to be like a Phoenix at some point, you're going to soar out of it. Right? So then the question becomes, can you handle and learn to embrace and learn to enjoy people perceiving you fucking up people perceiving you as a failure people seeing because like i mean i don't have um too many wealthy friends but i study wealthy people and one of the things that they all say is that before you become super successful you have to you got to go bankrupt three or four times you know like that's a very common entrepreneurial story you've got to lose it all three or four times or you basically you have to overcome the fear of failing in a business yeah you have to overcome the fear of, of not having enough money. And that's something I had to work with as well. I went on long pilgrimages, like walked for months without money because I was terrified of not having money. And that stopped me doing what I'm doing now, you know, um, and, and learn that I could survive and even thrive without any money. Um, so that's, that's the first thing I would say that the obstacle is the path. It's going to, you need to embrace whatever it's giving you, whether that's, you know, you're hurting people with your failures. People perceive you fucking up. People who used to respect you don't respect you. You're having conflicts with previous business partners. That's part of it. Can you be present with that? Love it, uh, which, by which I mean be like intently with it, not running away from it. And yeah, we all need a break. You've got to go and have a beer. You've got to go and be a bozo some of the time. But most of the time, are you taking care of it? And then the second thing is, who are you surrounding yourself with? Because those guys maybe let's put it two ways you go to the guys and you say fuck it's all done and you have a beer if they're real if they're the guys that you need to be around they're gonna first of all they're gonna sympathize you because they're all in the same boat they're all trying to do their thing live their purpose whatever whether that start a business uh, write a book and they're struggling with it because that's life that's being a man you know like you try things you fuck up uh, people perceive you doing it so they should sympathize first and foremost and they should also be if you if they're true friends if they're the guys you need around you at the time they should be encouraging you in, in how to handle it so one of the things that i do is i set up purpose councils for guys so i get a couple of guys who i think will be a particularly good fit for each other um, maybe they work in the same field or they've got cross a cross section of resources maybe one's very good with people the other one's good with tech and they they kind of get along and they will get to know one another and then set each other challenges with forfeits and accountability throughout the weeks so for example one guy he knew he needed to close down one particular business because it was a distraction and go into the field of training which is what he was really interested in doing so we have to set him up a, a particular challenge with that and the, the deal was if he didn't close down the business in two weeks he had to go skinny dipping in a lake with his buddy right and they did that, man. That gives them a lot of impetus. And it turns these pain points into moments of being able to celebrate with, with brothers, with your friends, with your male friends, um, your victories, and also to share the struggle, man. I mean, there's nothing. Mm. Tell me what's more intimate than two men in a foxhole being shot at by, by, by an enemy. Like they're, they're pissing themselves. 
you know, like they're, they're, they're sleeping in the same space. They've got no secrets from one another. Like that's, that's the masculine way. That's a man's way. You know, you need to have buddies in that foxhole with you that you trust almost with your life, you know? So essentially I think what you're getting from that, and I mean, it makes complete sense to me, I think. So what we're saying is in the situation where we confronting our, our friends or circle of friends, friendship mm. group, and you get a negative reaction from a piece of news like this, mm. what you're telling me is then you've got to look at your circle because, you know, is that what we're saying here? Because, you know, you're a true friend will embrace you, uh, provide you comfort, sympathize. And if yeah, you're not and, tease, that, and tease you about it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, of course. So, <laughs> so what we're saying is that if you're not, if you're not given those, mm. that's an indication of another change you need to make. It, in, in my book, yes, but let's be clear, right? If it, what, what, what would be a negative um, input? Like, are they challenging you? Are they, are, they, are they calling you a loser? Like, it's very different if they say to I you, I mean, hey, man, like, we- let's say, for instance, I broke in the news, we had a pint. Uh, mm. Next week, I wasn't invited back to the same, you, you know what I mean? When the, when the guy's um, having everyone over for a beer, um, the previous week, I broke the news to them and said, look, guys, I've lost this. You know, this is what I'm going through. And I find the following week, I'm excluded from something. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think that's that's a deeper opportunity for for growth in the sense of having a a, a frank conversation with that person in in my book, um, because there's clearly something going on there. But for me, if if in my book, your circle of friends, especially your male compares with people around you are one of your biggest drivers for growth. They're one of the major sources of resources, insight, challenge, inspiration, uh, sympathy, like they have to be rock solid, you know? Um, and that's a, that's a process of, of, of weeding them out and, and finding them, you know? But if mm. I was in a position like what I did when was, when I was trying to learn how to teach was like, I went and w- went, with other people who were learning to become spiritual teachers and saw what they were going through personally, financially, uh, in terms of their, their family circles and just got around them because they're going to, you need people who are on a similar path to you, you know, who can reflect back to you what you can't see, who can give you insight, who can support you in that way. That's fundamental. Mm, mm, mm. And uh, so you would see, you know, so I think then I would just ask is, so is it fair to me to, to lean on my friends for support? Um, uh, I can see a situation where, you know, in your, how fair, uh, you know, how, how much should one lean on one's friends when you sort of going through a tough time? Because I know a lot of people have this, um, have a tendency just to internalize. Mm. How much do you think one should be sort of like, you know, asking for sympathy in a way or, or asking for support. Is there a, you know, how much should you keep inside and what should I be leaving out there? And what should I be, what you, what should you be asking for from those, that, that like circle of friends, if that makes sense? Well, I mean, that's a very, that's a very challenging question. Um, And I mean, it comes down to ultimately the individual and what, what they believe and that kind of, uh, circle, but I know that 
the the times where I've seen the greatest transformation in people and the greatest strength is is the more open they are able to be with one another. And I'm not talking about like it's very different becoming overly sentimental, um, you know, becoming too attached to our feelings, too attached to the idea of like helping each other, and just honestly stating where you're at, where you feel you need to go, or not knowing where to go, um, and just getting like honest communion with that. So I've found that if you can witness somebody else's pain or you're witnessed in your pain, it's often a, a deeply transformational experience. Um, now, many guys aren't at that stage yet where they can be seen, but if you can cultivate guys who can see you in that place, you're in a very, you're, you're, you're light years ahead of the rest of the world, you know, because the rest of the guys are out there literally just like swimming with their heads above the water in, in a sea alone because they think that's how they have to do it whereas you know other guys get together and swim to an island and build a raft you know like i think that's uh it's a better way to do it so i tend to advise people to be on their edge you know you don't have to violate your fears or your openness you don't have to like throw yourself on the pyre of martyrdom and be like oh this is this is the pain of it but you need to feel like okay where do i feel uncomfortable admitting to the guys something that's going on for me and can I lean into that just a little bit? You know, can I just get a little bit more open, a little bit more at ease? Because the more at ease you are with it, i.e. the able, able you are to share it, the more you've mastered that situation internally. So say you've got a fear around admitting that you failed in the business or being rejected because you failed in the business. The more at ease you get with that bit by bit, like um, learning how to do a particular stretch in a, in a yoga sequence or learning how to throw a particular kick. If you're learning a particular martial art, the more at ease you get with that, the more masterful you are at it. Mm. So therefore you can overcome it. You can transcend that particular issue basically by getting down in the dirt with it and how that translates into your intimate relationships is like, okay, where's the edge? You know, mm. Is it, can you can you enjoy your friend's criticism or when somebody criticizes you, do you go like, oh, fuck, I want to hit that guy? Or can you just go, oh, you know, you, I could kill you because I know there's some truth in what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, you know that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and everybody's okay. at different places, but that's that's what I got on that one. Right. We've covered the, um, the intimate relationship. We've covered the circle of friends. I want to just um, one more. Sure. Now it's, uh, this has just happened and it's Christmas and it's Christmas lunch with the extended family and the direct family. Mm. How do I, how do we approach sharing this type of information in a circle with such complex network and relationships? Like, is it something, is there a situation where I should say, you know what, like, there is such a complex web of relationships here. Maybe mm. I should just keep this to myself mm. or how would you go about such a sort of, like I say, with, with, with such an, with a network of like family members around you in a, in a personal sort of, or social situation like that. Mm. How do I deal with, with a piece, piece of information like this? Sure. I mean, so the answer I'm going to give you is, uh, is one that you might not like. Um, but I believe deeply, and I've done this through intensive experimentation and testing of myself, right? 
like years of trial and error, years of practicing it. But I believe that more than what any one particular person can say to you, more than any particular principle, the things that I really deeply try to get guys to cotton onto is that in silence and contemplation, you will hear the answer for the, the, the particulars of what you need to do. Like, so if a guy comes to me, I know this is going to sound uh, tangential, but just bear with me. If a guy comes to me and he says, I really don't know what to do. I've tried this and that and the other. I've tried all these different businesses. I grab him by the shoulders, <laughs> uh, um, figuratively speaking, and say, you've got to go out into the forest or the desert or wherever, take as little as you can, enough just to keep yourself alive. And you just got to sit and do nothing three, four days, something like that. One day if they're, if they're at the, you know, if they're not feeling too, too strong, but basically just clear themselves of all distraction and wait because the answer is going to come. So in this particular situation, I would say to that person, if you don't know how to that handle that situation, if you haven't got a, an innate impulse on how to do that, I would say that your homework from me, my challenge would be you got to go for a walk or go up to a, a high hill that you know, or somewhere where you know you're just going to be left the fuck alone for at least an hour or two and sit and feel, feel what needs to happen in this situation. And often it's not going to be an answer that you like. You know, I've had guys turn around and say to me, uh, you know, oh, I've got to tell my, my grandparents that my girlfriend's pregnant. I don't want to do that. And it's like, but you know, you've got to do it, you know, or, um, sitting down and realizing that you've not been you've been completely ignoring your girlfriend and you only realize it once you're alone and you've you've done the whole work day and she's done she made lunch and everything like that and then she get upset with you tells you to leave you go and then it's only once you're on your own you realize oh i just ignored her the whole day and i just worked on what i wanted to work on in silence and solitude the answer will come so in that particular situation, you've got to ask yourself, get, first of all, you need to remove distractions, right? That's the first step. And then you need to ask yourself, what do I need to do in this situation that's best for everyone that meets my needs, that meets the needs of my partner, that meets the needs of my family? Because it might not be tell them all. It might be have one particular conversation with a particular member of the family who holds a lot of influence or has a certain level of wisdom. It might be that you sit there and you say to maybe they're particularly difficult family. You just have to keep your boundaries up, keep your walls up. You know, it, every, every situation has its nuances and what, uh, and this comes back to the relationship with a woman as well. What she wants from you is your best shot in the moment, your deepest wisdom at that moment. Not what you think, not what you've planned, what you realize in the moment. Uh, are you with it? Are you with it? Is what she's asking. Are you with it? Like when you're dancing with a woman, you know, they've got that song, Can You Keep Up? You know, mm. that's what it's like for a woman. You know, she's just boundless energy, bouncing, testing, probing. And she's saying to the guy, Are you with it? Are you here? Can you see me? Do you know what's going on? Just think about like back in the days where we was being chased by big cats and, and other monkeys and stuff like that. She's probably looking at you being like, Can, can he handle it? You know? It's the same with your family. These all represent challenges, threats of a certain nature. Can you navigate them for her? And do you have trust in your own wisdom to do that? Are you 
focused on developing your own wisdom or are you trying to play like king of the hill obsessed with bigger toys like this is one of the things that often happens to guys they get a bit of success in business they come home to their poor long neglected wife and say hey i've just i've made all this money or i've done this and their wife's like oh great and you're like oh great you know i've just made all this money and they go well you you forgot our dinner last night you know and the guy's like oh yeah, but I made all this money. I've had this great success. A woman doesn't care really. I mean, to a certain extent, yes, but much more important is, are you living true to what you need to be giving or are you just playing games? Are you being real? She wants you for real. Are you loving her, whether you're successful or not? Are you gloating or are you hiding from your failures? Are you gloating over your victories or hiding from your failures? Either way, that's not what she wants. She knows you're deeper than that. She knows you're bigger than that. So that comes back to the family, you know, like, can you go into that room, stay present, even with the pain, even with the discomfort and navigate your way through it to the best of your wisdom, best of your ability to what's good for everybody. Mm. That's the, that's the, the, that's the ultimate question, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, um, you know, I and think I'm, there's a <laughs> and of, I'm telling of, you, man, if, if you, if you do, there. if you yeah. do that, it's not easy, but if you do that, the love and devotion that you'll get from your woman is just, it's indescribable. I go through all kinds of different challenges in my relationship and in my work life. I do my best to follow these principles. My woman calls me her lion, her stallion, even when I've like gains and loss in purpose, even when I've gone through periods of depression, even when I've lost money. Like if you are committed wholly to your truth, to your purpose, like um, whatever it is, I'm going to give it no matter the pain, I'm going to be with it. Not going to, not going to deny it. Not going to try and manipulate. I'm just going to be with it. If you're creating structure and direction in your life and you're looking at her and seeing her, she's going to love you, like give you more love than you can handle, bro. <laughs> Let me put it that way. All right. And, uh, and you'll start to see the benefits in her family too. I can guarantee you that I've navigated quite a few difficulties for other people with their, with their, their close relationship, their close families. And I've done it with, with my own partner, with Maria, you know, she was under a lot of pressure uh, to go and study and she'd already changed two two different uh, studies. She, she started in literature and then she moved to medicine and there was enormous family pressure on her to do it. And when she decided she didn't want to do it anymore, she, she wanted to do what she's always wanted to do, which is her art the the backlash was intense you know and for me it was very important to make sure i was meditating make sure i was going for walks and having the necessary conversations like i went and saw her grandparents with her and said to them you know this is our plan we're going to take our time we'll make a decision when we're ready and mm. we love you we appreciate you we, we want your support but we're not gonna we're not gonna rush this you know mm. And then finding the finding from, for me, uh, the realization came and I shared it with Maria. I said, I think that if you go and speak to your dad and say to him, like, this is where your heart is leading you. And this is what you want to do. I think he's going to, I think, I think all the pressure from your mom and your grandparents is going to disappear overnight. And she resisted it for weeks. I was literally saying to her, I think you need to call your dad and have this chat with him. And I'd speak to her the next day. Have you spoke to your dad? No, 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 I'm going to do it. And I'd keep saying it to her. And this is another test. Can you persist? Can you keep coming back to it? Because she'll say, yeah, 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 I'll do it. And then she won't. And then lo and behold, a few weeks later, she had the chat with her dad. 
a fate. She, she's gone from help from crying and being like, Oh, my mum doesn't understand. And this to bright faced, open, loving. And since that day, no problems with, with her mum and dad about this uh, thing. N- Communication. Nothing. Yeah, I think uh, exactly, yeah. man, you got to hit the right target, you know, and a relationship with her dad is much, much, much stronger. Sure. While I think those were like, that was some really, really good advice, some good words there. So I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just kind of want to like make some, my own summation of, uh, mm. kind of what you've been saying. Sure. So, and I think it's to, and I mean, I think it's very obvious, obviously a very relevant discussion that we're having to the times that we're living in at the moment where mm. let's be honest, this is happening to a lot of people that are going through this. So if I were to summarize what you're saying, I think, the most important thing is what you're saying is own it. Yes. Don't be afraid of embracing what is happening to you right now, what you're going through. You're not alone. Um, you should not isolate your friends, your partner from what you're doing. You should embrace it and you should look yourself in the mirror and have the same expression to them when you're looking at them to say, I'm here, I'm present and I'm owning this and I'm going to deal with it day by day yes. to get to the point where eventually, like you said, I'll rise up like the Phoenix yes. and I'll be reborn, but I'm yes. only going to be reborn through owning this every single day and being present in my relationship and being that leader or that masculine figure that, I was before yes. I lost my business and continuing to be but that. But you person. still are. Yes. Yes. Okay. The All key, right. you, you can't identify yourself with the failure. Because, and let's be really real about this. Let's be very clear because people, especially men, commit suicide over stuff like this because they feel completely destroyed because of that, that loss. And it's, it's, you have to recognize that you're more than any one particular thing that you do your true value is in your presence and your consciousness as a man, everything that you, everything that you are. And that can be very difficult to, to get back to for some people. So if there's one message out there that people struggling with failing businesses and all that kind of stuff is just hold on, come and talk to me because I'll get you through it. I've saved people before. And um, yeah, you, you've got a lot to give the people out there. have got an enormous amount to give, especially people who've, had a lot of achievement or have started businesses you've got an enormous amount to give it doesn't matter if your business is one particular business has failed or even multiple okay great i think that's kind of run out of time for today christy sure. great words loved uh, having this um chat with you and i think i just one thing before we go i mean i know that i've done already quite a bit with you and i've found your advice to be very insightful if anyone's listening and they want to get in touch with you, um, how they're going to go about that? Uh, just quickly, uh, uh, give us your contact points. Well, the, you can visit my website, which is www.christymurphy.net. That's C H R S T I M U R P H Y.net. And you'll find a whole wealth of information from articles, YouTube videos, podcasts I do with people. It's all there. You can educate yourself. And if you choose to, you can come work with me one-to-one or on a group basis, come to a seminar, come to a purpose council. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Lawrence. Fantastic. Thanks very much, Christy, man. I'm sure we're going to chat to you again soon.